Hey, what's up, everybody? Love the song. Love that song. Love it. Such a good song. Thanks, Jason Akana. Yeah, that wonderful song. What a talent. Maybe we'll see him on the 4th of July. I hope so. Maybe we will. Uh, Hey, happy 4th of July, everyone. This is the 4th of July episode, and we're going to jump right into it, but we wanted to... um, just do some shameless plugs before we do that, right? Let's give some dates. Okay, we got, we're going to be uh, out and about in July, so you guys got to come see us, all right? So let's uh, hit it. Uh, uh, July 18th, that's a Thursday night, we'll be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Heffern and Lemmy. Yep. The next night, we're doing, we're doing one of these things again, one of these tours, man. Pacific Northwest. The next night is uh, Friday night, July 19th. We'll be in Portland at the Hawthorne Theater. That's po- Portland, Oregon, not Maine. Portland, or. Obve. O-R. Uh, seven twenty, July twentieth. We will be in Seattle at the Sunset Tavern, mm-hmm. and then uh, July twenty first, we'll be in Victoria, British Columbia. Going into Canada. I hear it's lovely. I can't wait. We'll be at a Club Nine One Nine, and we're going to do our show there in Canada. Uh, July twenty second, still in British Columbia, mm-hmm. at, in Nanaimo, mm-hmm. a place called the Queens. I'm excited to see what this Nanaimo is all Me about. Me too. I've never been there before. And then the next night, the final night, the last night of our tour is Vancouver. Yeah. July 23rd, we will be at the Fan Club in Vancouver. So come check it out. That's uh, July 18th through 23rd, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Victoria, Nanaimo, and Vancouver. You can uh, go to our website, heffernandlemmy.com. It has all the tickets, all the info, or you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Heffernan Rules. I'm at Steve Lemmy. And again, all our information will be there, too. Facebook. Go to Facebook, yeah. Hefford and Lemmy. Do it all. Instagram, Hefford and Lemmy. There's a pattern here I'm sensing. Yeah, we're on Vine now, but that just goes from our Twitter feed. Hefford and Lemmy. Yeah, no, that's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. We each have our own, right? We do. Yeah, it's your Twitter. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's it. All right, so we'll see you guys on the road, and then we're going to have some more dates coming in August, September, October, for the rest of the year, but uh, for now. Come see us live. It's fun. It's a good time. We have some beers, have some laughs. Have a lot of laughs. Tell some comedy. Yeah. We if talk. you want to see the kind of show that we do, check out our uh, our, our, our uh, special. It's on Netflix. It's called Fat Man, Little Boy. Exclusively on Netflix. That's the old show. We got a new show. Yeah. Come see the new show. You will see no old material. That's right. All right, cool. Enjoy the uh, 4th of July episode, and enjoy your holiday, everybody. Yeah. Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. All right. Oh, holy cow! Look at that. That's some. That's some real chewing. That's like some significant chewing that you have going on there. Mm-hmm. Can you guess um, what, what I'm doing right now? I don't have to guess. I'm watching you. Can the people out there guess? Can you people guess? Here, we'll give you a chance. It'll be like a kid's show. Pork rinds. Nope. Um, bacon. Nope. That's really the same thing, pork rinds and bacon. Well, I mean, pork rinds are dry. Dry bacon. Potato chips. Mm-hmm. Bang, 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 bang. You know what potato chips are? The food of summertime. Mm, and we love summertime. Summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, 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 some, some, summertime, summertime. Okay. This is our Fourth of July episode. I. This is our summer spectacular July Fourth episode. Even though it's July third, but that's okay. July third. That's cool. That's I mean, right. you know, we don't come out on July Fourth. Right. But maybe somebody on their way to the beach. 
or on their way to a barbecue, yep. or coming back from the beach, right? Or coming back from a barbecue, or just sitting on the beach with your headphones on, or sitting on their porch watching fireworks at night, sure, listening to a podcast <laughs> simultaneously. But we love summertime, and we thought we would do like a special Fourth of July episode. Where we just tell summertime stories. Mm-hmm. Like funny summertime shit that is, that's, that's happened to us. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, you know, everyone's got good summertime stories. And none, none more than us, Kev. I know. None more than us. With our 450,000 viewers. <laughs> listeners. I mean, listeners. I don't even know what we're doing here. You don't even know. This is a podcast. This is I've been drinking. Where's the I got my name? beer in a koozie. No, not. Uh, you know what? Let me ask you this. Beer in a bottle. What's your uh, your ideal way to consume a beer? What's your perfect beer? Uh, summertime. Mm-hmm. It's appropriate that you're asking that because summertime, that's a cold can mm-hmm. of beer in a cooler. Out of ice, yeah. Yeah, like a like bottle, you know, I don't go for that in the summertime. I'll drink that in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. But summertime, give me a can of beer mm-hmm. in a cooler. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yeah, to me, if you really want to get specific about it, it's a can of Budweiser. Okay. Kept on ice in a cooler. Mm-hmm. Bring that thing out. It's mama fucking delicious. Yeah, that's 4th of July right there, bro. Oh, my God. I'm going to drink some of those tomorrow. Today, you mean? No, today's the 3rd. Oh, tomorrow, you mean? Tomorrow, July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you? Will you come over to my house tomorrow? Yes. Should we do some swimming? I'd like to do some swimming. Have your kids swim in my pool. Okay. We'll uh, have some cold cans of beer. You want? What do you want? I'll have whatever. You want some Something Budweiser? light and watch my weight. Okay. I also have that Sam Adams Summer Ale, which I've been just loving. Well, that's a little heavy. Okay. And it's not in a can. No, no. That's in a bottle. Yeah. Maybe as, the, as, as things segue into the evening, maybe that'll Sure. Happen. And you want a, a finer taste. Sure. Uh, but I'll bring some hot dogs. Okay. How about, uh, how about we'll be grilling? What, you want to bring some? We be grilling? We be grilling. That'd be a good name for we your restaurant. Grilling. We be grilling. Steve Lemmy, we be grilling. And just grill food. We be grilling. We be grilling. Katie, would you come eat at my restaurant? We be grilling. I'll give you a free piece of fish. <laughs> you don't eat fish. Oh. oh. What else can you grill for? Uh, vegetables. Chicken. chicken. Oh, chicken. You eat chicken. Okay. You grill some chicken for her. Grill up some chicken. Sure. Although Kevin is the uh, chicken master. No, my dad is the is the was always the chicken guy. When we had our summer uh, barbecues, our summer cookouts, mm-hmm. and and you came to several Fourth of July ones, mm-hmm. we'd always have big cookouts, and uh, my dad was a chicken guy. Yeah, he was. In fact, he and he still is. Yeah, he he was one of those guys who would say, "Are right, you gonna have right when you walk in? If you want some chicken? You want some chicken? Right." And also claims to make the best chicken. Well, because he has his own recipe thing. Like he'll do. Like he does a slow cook. Yeah, and he'll slow cook breasts of chicken mm-hmm. for like two, three hours. Yeah, usually it's about an hour too long. Maybe it might be. It I might have be. I have often found even from the very first time I was like, for for the best chicken in the world, it's a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> But you can't tell him that. He no, no. Say, oh, he still thinks it's great because he's drinking beers and he's eating chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like he wants everyone to eat that chicken. And he'll he'll go he'll cook that chicken and then he'll put the chicken on the table and then he'll go and monitor who's eating how much chicken and what chicken and how much chicken is left and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, I I have ingrained in my memory are, is your dad's face going like, Steve, you haven't had any chicken yet. Steve, you only had two pieces of chicken. Right. Well, you want another piece of chicken? Well, you're not full already, are you? Right. And it's it's good. I mean, he just he slow cooks. He puts uh. He puts Catalina dressing on it. Oh, that's his French secret? dressing. That's, yeah, huh. I thought he had like a secret recipe. No, that? that's it. Just that's store it bought. There. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus, Big Mike. But uh, when he comes na- here now, I do the grill. Like I don't let him cook his chicken. And I like the last time he came, you we were there. We had a big party. Yeah. And um, 
I cook chicken wings on the grill. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't understand chicken wings. Like he doesn't get it. Like chicken wings came into existence after he stopped paying attention to the world. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he doesn't know what that is. It's sort of like the internet or like it's a, like, like Mexican s- food. Okay, he doesn't. You know, my dad is Argentinian. And he doesn't like Mexican yeah. food. He's like, I don't get it. I don't whatever. And so I'm cooking chicken wings on the grill, and he's angry about it. It's like streaming video for those who have a DVD sure, player. Sure. And so he he ate the chicken wings, and they were delicious because everyone ate them, and everyone thought they were good. And the difference is, chicken wings they don't get dried out because they're little, little and yeah. fatty. You know yeah. I mean? And you don't cook them that long. And so he begrudgingly ate those chicken wings. Did he like them? Was the review positive? Oh, he, he did, but it was hard for him to admit it. Okay. okay. Pretty good. Not as good as my chicken. Not enough meat on the bone. But, you know, I don't know why you eat these little things. Yeah. Why you eat a big breast of chicken. Yeah. I, you know, I used to feel that way. And yet, I have to say, you know that um, historically I'm not a big chicken wings guy. No, I know you're not. Except lately, I've been getting into them. Really? Well, they're delicious. They are delicious. They're delicious. They it, are delicious. It, it really started like, you know, in Miami, there's a place called the Sports Grill. Okay. And my wife is from Miami. She took mm-hmm. me there. And their wings are the best. Really? Yeah. Better than the wings I grill on my grill? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a different, also a different type of, uh, like, they don't need any sauce. Well, right. The, well, I, those are deep fried. Those are more fried. Mine, mine they're I just, grilled. I grill them. They're it's a little healthier. The sports Grill. They're healthier, though. Mine are. It's, but yours have, uh, are they? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just eat, I ate them. They were good. Sure, I did remember that. Uh, like you spilled, you had a big uh, disaster. You spilled it like a tray of grease or something like I that. I did. I did. And I was talking to somebody, drinking a beer, and then the, the uh, that's what happens. The grease pan fell. Well, I was sitting next to your dad. I don't know if you, I don't know if you could hear me uh, chirping at you, being like, "Oh, Big Mike, he never spilled a grill. He never spilled <laughs> a grill." Shit. Yeah. Every Fourth of July, he spilled the grill. No, he was into it. Too. He, he was, was laughing. Drinking. He was like, "Your dad gave me a hard time uh, at the barbecue this year." Why didn't why? I don't know. He like uh, was oh, he was mad, he was thought I was stupid for not knowing how many Supreme Court justices. All oh, right, we did that Brain Dex uh, app yeah. test, right? Yeah. That quiz Brain Dex, and uh, there was this uh, how many Supreme Court justices, and you got it wrong. Yeah, I, I said he eight. Was shocked. Yeah, he was shocked, and and gave, he's a judge. He gave me a hard time about it. He's a judge. The thing is, he actually didn't give me a hard. Like I walked in and I made a preemptive strike. I needed to defuse that bomb. I said, I know Big Mike. I did. Uh, I I. I've, you know, he's like, hey, well, how'd you think you did on the brain deck? I was like, I know, I messed up, I felt stupid. I messed up the Supreme Court justice question. He's like, yeah, I was going to, I was going to say. And then afterward, when I was leaving, he, he pulled me aside. Right. And he said, uh, Steve, you know, I was just joking about that. I, I hope I didn't give you too hard a time. And I was like, shut up, Big Mike. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, that's the thing. A lot of people, you know. Sure. I mean, but like Big Mike and I, ever since we told each other we loved each other yeah. at, at your brother's wedding. Yeah. At Pat Heffernan's wedding. Yeah. Uh, he and I have been, we, our relationship has changed. In a good way. It, I mean, it's always been great. Right. Uh, your dad also told me, I, I was like, I said something about when I was young, going to his barbecues, uh, barbecues and I said, well, you know, I was just, I, I was a jerk back then. Yeah. And, and, or, or I said, you know, but you know me, I'm kind of a jerk. And he was like, nah, you're not a jerk, Steve. He's like, we, we took care of that to Heffernan's. <laughs> we, you could have been a jerk. No, he's Canadian. But we put you on a, on a straight and narrow, eh? <laughs> Sacre bleu. Now let me ask this: When you go back to his house for like a barbecue, you eat his chicken then? At a a barbecue? Yeah, barbecue. Eat that chicken? Um, oh hell yeah! And I'll okay. lie to him to his face. I'm uh-huh. Like, oh, it's still delicious, still uh-huh. delicious. Good. I love barbecue. Me too. It's great. Um, I love summer. What about? Do you ever go to summer camp? It's interesting that you ask that question, Kev, because um, I'm going to tell you. Um, I did go to summer camp, but I'm I'm from New York City. Right, right. You're like you're a city boy. I'm, you know, I'm that's a, the time when city kids they go out into the wilderness. Yeah. Did like, you do that shit? Like the Fresh Air Fund. Right. 
Um, I did. My my friend uh, Takashi Norris and I. Okay. Um, we uh, we were ten years old. Yeah. And we decided we were going to go to Camp Sloan. Okay. A, what's that? It's a YMCA camp in Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, and kind of an, a, a quote unquote nature camp. Okay. And so uh, we went out there. And first of all, it sucked because, uh, you know, I was always young for my grade Mm -hmm. and we were, you know, we were, uh, best friends from, uh, you know, from being in school together. And so they split us up, put us in different, uh, groups. They forced you to make friends with other people. Yeah. And so now it's like the guy who I had said, okay, I'm going to go to camp with this guy. Like we were split up. That sucks. It's like making you sit at a different table at a wedding, you know, from your friends. Yeah. Yeah. That, which I've never agreed with. Never me either. It's like, just put them all together. I don't need to meet anybody. I'm here to hang out with my friends. Yeah. My friends. So you sent it to camp. They put you in a different cabin or something like that. that Uh, It was there. It was a nature camp. So it was a group of tents. Okay. A grouping of tents. Okay. And uh, but not like you know like you construct. uh, They were constructed tents. Okay. You know, so like there were bunk beds in the tents, but still like they were open. Like you needed mosquito netting and everything like that. I just wasn't prepared for that. You're a city boy. City boy. Is this your first time like out in the the woods overnight? That kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I don't like the way you said it, but yeah, okay. like I uh, I had never gone camping before. Okay. I okay. had certainly been in the country. We called it the country. Sure, I know. Like where you live, that's the country. Yeah, I was I lived in Connecticut. Yeah. The country, yeah, like your house to the people I grew up, you know, like with at, at my school, that was a country house. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, okay. like, hey, you let's go out to the con- let's go out to Connecticut. Yeah, let's go to New Haven as a country house. Yeah, New Haven they didn't go to. They'd be in like Darien yeah, or know. something like that. Know. You know, like Millbrook. Sure, um, but so. Yeah, I was having a hard time out there. Um, and so how old are you? I was 10 years old. Okay, and this is your first time away from your parents? First time away from my parents. I was. I had agreed to go for a month. And uh, uh, and this is a traditional camp, right? It's just like, you know, like uh, arts and crafts, sports, water yeah, sports, had, water play, camping. Yeah, archery, blah, blah. swimming. Right, you know, right. like a, Sounds like fun. You could do like macrame. Sounds like summer. Arts and crafts. Yeah, it was summery. But, yeah. you know, it's like I'm a city kid. I grew sure. up in the concrete jungle. Sure. You know, like my idea, like... For me, it's like I would walk around. I'd skateboard. Yeah, and, and like your your idea of home was curbing the, some kid on the yeah. You know. like, what the fuck are you looking yeah, at? Put his teeth on the curb and yeah. stamp in the back of his head. Grab his arms. <laughs> That's my idea of a good summer day. Okay, stomp the back of his head. Okay, um, you know, but that and that really was like you know, it's like my mom would give me like two bucks. Okay, or like three bucks, and I'd go and get two slices of pizza. Sure. At, uh, Down at the local pizzeria, Mimi's Pizzeria, okay. on Eighty Fourth Street in Lexington. They don't have that up in uh, Camp Sloan, up in uh, Buttfuck, uh, yeah. Egypt, wherever the hell it was. Sure, yeah. So like, so I, I I didn't like it. Like the mosquitoes were biting, and then plus like I was susceptible. There's a lot of shit going on for me. Like, yeah. uh, um, there were there were the camp stories, the campfire stories. Yeah. Like, like what horror stories? Yeah, like there was a story about the Hatchet Man. Ooh, that scary. For first of all, like like what I discovered after the fact was that. Camp or um, Friday the Thirteenth was shot at the camp because uh, there was. I know it's an urban legend, but I believe it. I think the camp I went to Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I bet, I bet. But this, our lake was fucking terrifying. It's Crystal Lake. Yeah, Camp Crystal Lake. And Everyone's camp was Friday the Thirteenth. Mine was for sure. Okay, so Camp Sloan was Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, we can look that up. I believe so. Okay, I don't think I don't think it was. <laughs> Back okay. in the day, you didn't have the internet. To, I hope Katie, you better not be looking that up right now, are you? <laughs> she's not. She's texting uh, her, her, her friends, the ten-year-old podcaster. She's she's playing Drawsome with right now. Are you playing Drawsome? You are playing Drawsome. Anyway, so uh, like there was a story called the Hatchet Man Ooh. that they told, and it was like you could hear you could hear a, a like a 
you know, and, and it turned out it was like the hatchet man holding somebody's head and the head was knocking against Whoa. the stairs as he walked up yeah. to the tents where we were. Currently. Right, right. That story scared the shit sure, out of me. Sure, 10 years old, scared the shit out of you, yeah. sure. And it was being told to us by this guy, um, his name was Nick. He was British. Okay. Our British uh, tent instructor. So he was like a camp counselor. He was a camp counselor. Yeah. Could, could have been, he could have been 16, he could have been 35. No, who I've the not, fuck knows? When you're 10 years old, you don't know how old sure. people are. These sure. are older, and he had, I remember he had an uncircumcised dick. Really? And a big penis hole. How, what, what, how, now, how would you know that? How would you find that out? Because <laughs> he fucked me. <laughs> I don't know. No, because we change, you know, it's nature can be changed in front of each other. Sure. And so he would change, and I, I, like that thing just terrified what me. What do you mean a big dick hole? What, what does that like mean? Like the uncircumcised part, like the ant, the aardvark part. Right. You know, like the little flappy, like the okay. uncircumcised okay. thing? I think it meant the actual pee hole. Well, you couldn't see the pee hole because oh, okay. it had it had the turtleneck over it. Okay, okay. And okay. the turtleneck hole. And my dad is uncircumcised too. Yeah, so what, and it could have been foreign to you. Uh, well, it, in fact, it's a foreign trait. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Pun intended. Uh-huh. Uh, but I guess he must have like a, a either a bigger dick or a bigger uh, sleeve than, than my, my father, than my dad. Right. Like extra flappy. And did you guys like joke about it with the other kids or whatever? Or? I was just scared. I was. You see that guy's dick? It's weird. Look at the hole on that thing. Weird. Look Jesus at. Christ! You put your arm in that thing. It's got skin all over it. it looks like a turkey neck. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I was. I was the only. <laughs> I was the only uh, city kid from there. All the other kids oh. were from you know. So they have all seen uncircumcised dick. I guess so. Okay. Giant. You know, like yeah, we got that on a farm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Plus, there was a kid. My there. cow has a dick like that. Yeah, Jesus. I've seen it all the time. You want to know how you test to see if a cow's pregnant? You put your arm in its dick. <laughs> so uh, okay. there was another kid, a kid who was in my tent. Okay. Who had a bent dick. What do you mean? Like a like when he would get a boner, uh-huh. it would bend down at a 90-degree angle. Okay. Why were you getting boners? Uh-huh. Why were you getting boners? Uh, I wasn't. He was. Why was he getting a boner? I don't know. He got aroused. Okay. And he was a weirdo. And what he would do is he would walk around with this oversized sweater. This is why I don't want to send my kids to camp. This is what I'm talking about. The dick talk here. Yeah. Well, and he would lift up his his this oversized sweater. Okay. And expose his bent dick, his de- bent boner okay. to everyone. He lived in my tent. How old is this kid? You think? Ten. We're all in the same age group. Okay. You don't, don't ask me that question again. I mean, I'm just... You, you know, actually can, because we'll move outside. I'm just confused about it. Okay. I know. So he's, I know. Got a, he's got a 90-degree... Uh, uh, boner. Boner. Bent down. In the tent. Okay. Yeah. To, to, I sometimes still think about it to this day, like, how, <laughs> how could he get married? Sure. You know, how could he... How could he put his bent, unless he found a girl with a bent vagina. Sure, <laughs> sure. She's got a, a sideways vagina? Yeah. Ma- yeah. Ma- well, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you think when he grows up, it straightens out, or you think it just stays that way all his life? It's really a question for him. I don't know. I mean, I assume there are guys out there who have, you know, sideways dicks and shit like that. Well, I mean, for sure. There, I mean, there's guys with curvy dicks. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'll be frank with you. My, I have, like, a regal dick. <laughs> Like mine, what does that mean? mine arches forward. Like it's got, it's like if like Darth Vader was puffing out his chest, that's my penis. Wait, so you, it arches up in the air a little bit? Well, I mean, of course. Okay. But like when it's, you know, when it's at full mast, if I'm looking, if you're looking at it from the front, like if you're in front of me. Okay. Then like the chat, like the, the shaft. Yeah. Like. Is the chest. Is puffed out. And like, it's okay. like, it's, it's like. Almost like it's um, arching its back. Okay, like a diver. Yeah, exactly. Like a swan diver. Precisely. It's like a swan diver. Okay. Um, and that's a regal dick. That's a, that's a, that's dick, a king's That's a king's dick. Of dick. Kings. dick of a, the kings. Yeah, it's a king's dick. That, by the way, that's the next HBO show. <laughs> dick of kings? Dick of kings. Okay. So, um, 
<laughs> but okay, that's, so but that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I guess so. And his his was bent. So this little kid's got a little bent dick. So you're seeing weird dicks. You're seeing weird things. You're seeing mosquitoes. I don't like uniform. it. Okay. Plus, we got the hatchet man story. Yeah. Then, like, to go to the bathroom, you had to go in the pagoda. And that was it was a Japanese bathhouse. Okay. That you, to get to, you had to walk hundreds of yards through the forest, and there was it was trees on one side and a and a swamp on the other. Okay. So at night, none of the kids wanted to go to the walk there. Okay. After hearing the Hatchet Man story. Right. Sure. And so like you'd all pee out the back of the tent. Okay. Yeah. And so like it's smelling it smells like piss sure. over there. And and plus, by the way, like I was so scared that the Hatchet Man was going to cut my dick off when right. I whipped it out. I would keep. My my penis inside, you know, like it was a very it was a complicated procedure. Sure. This is where you got the Phil Coletti story from for Club Dread, right? Could be. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Where's my penis? Yeah, and that boy was me. Yeah. Anyway, so the whole thing was upsetting. So to you me. hated it? I fucking hated it, and um, I, I wanted to go home. Yeah. And traditional track, you know. I want to go home. Yeah, and my parents were parents' weekend. They had the first weekend. Weird. Which was weird. Yeah. Like, why? But maybe they knew. Maybe they knew kids have problems. Needed need some comforting. Yeah, yeah, the first weekend. So my parents came up, and I packed How my How did your bags. parents get out there? They, they had a car, did they? They rented a car. Did they really? Yeah. Because they were city people, city we, folk. We actually used to own a car. You did? Yeah. When? I did. When I was younger. It was a, it was a, a maroon Dodge. Okay. I don't remember what kind of car. And we called it Baby. Okay. And, like, when we were going, it was like the little engine that could, when we'd be going up mountains and hills we'd go come on baby come on baby come on baby <laughs> oh, that's yeah, nice. family that's sweet thing but so they drove out okay believe it or not okay well you're a city kid i mean you didn't have a car you didn't have a driver's license you really got shit me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but growing up my yeah. dad did though okay good and uh he was in the army he's a too. foreigner yeah he's yeah. in the argentinian they gave, army uh, those guys, guys driver's license yeah well it's like a like a well, your mom was like a temporary I get, I get it your mom drove yeah. okay hey, hey what is this <laughs> What is it? That's is called it the wheel, Carlos. Uh, uh, we don't have that. I usually have a donkey. <laughs> yeah, the burro. <laughs> so uh, anyway, they came out, and I had okay. packed up all my stuff, and I said, I'm coming home. So your, your bags are packed. Your, your parents have your bags are packed. Packed. Sheets off the bed, packed. Okay. I'm packed. And they're like, Stevie, what's the matter? They said, you know, how, how is it? I said, I'm going home. And then, like, they looked at each other, my dad. You know, now, listen, this is the first year both kids were away at camp. I'm sure they were just like... Living it up back at right, home. Right, right, And so my dad said, you are not, you are not coming home. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I am. And, uh, you know, as I've stated many times, like they, they spent some money on this camp. Sure. And, and uh, my mom said, you made a commitment mm-hmm. to stay, to come to this camp for a month. We paid for this. Right. You, you, this is not a choice. You agreed. And I was like, but I hate it. And uh, my dad said, well, you are going to have to live with that mm-hmm. decision. Yeah. And I remember the tears started coming, oh. and I just exploded with tears. Right. And kids from my tent, from my whole group, my age group, could see me crying, walking yeah. by seeing me crying, and I didn't care because I knew that with these tears... You would get home. I was going home. Now, as a father now, I mean, if that happened today, do you think you'd have the fortitude as a father to be like, you're staying? Now. I don't know if you would. No. I, I think you would cave like a fucking cheap suit. No, like, bec- okay, Carlos, come on. Let's no, go home, because buddy. I learned. I learned the lesson. Tell of me commitment. what you learned. Tell me what you. I learned, learned what a commitment was that day. Okay, tell me about that. I am committed to things. <laughs> no, but it's like honestly, I actually trace it back because I don't know. You should know this about me, but like if I agree to do something, yeah, I do it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, I don't you, know. If that's the you case, might but... be the person I've blown off the most things with. Okay, but, but uh, okay, what you're saying like. Your parents sat you down and said, commitment's an important thing. You made a commitment, 
and you're going to stay and do this thing. Well, really, all they want to do is have the apartment themselves. To so like, to like bone around, drink and bone right. around. Yeah. But they made a the point to you, dick my yeah, dad's. of saying commitment means you stay and you stay. And I learned a lesson, and you stayed, and I stayed. And was it worth it that you stayed? Oh, I or? loved it. Did you love it? I loved it. Did you? I once, I once, I was like, okay, I'm here for three weeks. Then I was like, I got into the nature. Oh. Like I started building rockets. I got really into rocket building. Okay, and, like shooting them up, and like I um. It's funny because I got into I started spitting a lot. <laughs> okay, and like you know, we playing baseball and I'd be spitting on the grass but because other kids were or just because like you're out in nature. It's funny that you say that too. It, yeah. it was hot. It yeah. was summertime, and I saw all these other kids spitting. And then there were some kids who were able to spit between their teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was yeah. super cool. Yeah. God, I used to be able to do that. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, but see, like you don't have a space between your teeth. I did then. But like I couldn't do it, so yeah. I just like it would just dribble down my chin. Sure, sure. But what happened was I got addicted to spitting. Okay. And so when I came back to the city, right? Um, the I, 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 I had this saliva build up in my mouth. I would just be like walking around with a mouthful of, of saliva, and so I, like I started spitting in the in the apartment, and my right. dad was like, "Hey, mijo, stop spitting in the apartment." And you just spit on the floor. I spit on the floor. Oh my god! I, I couldn't help it. Right. I was I was so loaded with saliva. <laughs> <laughs> now was that when you that time that you came home from camp early or whatever with the well, thing in your house? That's or? okay. So then, summer camp, what, summer camp, right? summer camp. Okay, summer in New York City. This is you know I'm ten years old now. Uh-huh. So like I was back. It was my first day back from that summer camp. Okay, yeah. And you know my dad worked nine to five, and my mom uh, taught summer school. Right. And so she was actually, but only like half days or something like that. And so she was gone. Yeah. And. I was sitting in their bedroom watching um, television, and all of a sudden there was a crash mm. from my sister's bedroom, which right. was down the hall from my parents. This is like house. 1978. This is like 1979 or something. I mean, this is like the yeah. New York City was a fucking shit show back then. Cesspool of crime. Okay, okay. So you're in your room. Hot town, somewhere in the city. Back of my neck, getting none and gritty. Yeah, come on, sucking on my diggers. I'm in my damn time, I'm in a crime wave. <laughs> so, uh, I heard a crash from my sister's bedroom, okay, and okay. our two cats... Okay. Ikey and... Uh, no, no, Princey and Cindy. Princey and Cindy, got it. Okay. Prince Charming and Cinderella. Okay, Princey got and Cindy. It. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. They ran by my parents' bedroom, and I was like, those stupid cats, what'd they do now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I heard another crash. Okay. And I got up. Now, in New York City, you know, it's like uh, like anywhere. Uh, the lights weren't on. It was just natural light. Sure. And so I went out in this long hallway, and I looked down the hallway to my sister's bedroom right and i saw a figure emerge Uh from her bedroom Uh and it wasn't her well it had long hair it 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 had long hair and i was so confused i I, you know my sister's name is chrissy i said chrissy yeah and it, it then i realized at that moment no she's away at summer camp right right now and this dude the uh, fucking hatchet guy. Uh, the hatchet man oh, with a head. Shit. No. Okay. Uh, Scary uh, enough. I mean, give uh, me a fucking break. Go a ahead. man came out of my sister's bedroom. Oh, my God. What had happened ultimately was that he had uh, come in. Th- we lived on the second floor. Yeah. And he had come in through her bedroom window. And there was all her, her room was a pigsty. Right. And there was all the shit stacked up on her desk sure. by the window. And he crawled into that. Okay. And that was the crash. The okay. Yeah. And so I said, Chrissy. And uh, he was... Just as freaked out to see me there. Okay. Because we didn't expect you to be there. Well, that was what the cops ultimately surmised. Okay. Um, but so he said, he was like, he was Hispanic. He said, oh, uh, I'm the, I'm the cable, cable man. <laughs> 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 and uh, I said, uh, oh, uh, okay. 
and you know he's he's now he's standing over me. I'm ten years sure, old. And, sure, sure. He said, uh, "Let me go downstairs and ask my boss uh, a question." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay." Mm-hmm. And so I walked him to the front door. He's a nice thief, man. He could have just bonked you on the head. Today's thief would have bonked you on the head. You think that yeah. it's a crime wave back then, but a nicer class yeah, of thief. Yeah, it was a nicer class of thief. It really was. Yeah. And so he. We went, and he tried to open the, the double lock on my parents' door. And, you know, that's always a tricky thing. Sure, sure. And he's freaking out, right. tr- trying to rattle the door there. Right. And I, I said, oh, I'll, I'll get it. And I remember I, like, I reached out to unlock the doors, and I looked down while my rib cage was exposed, and yeah. I, I could see a knife in his belt. Oh, my God. And I, so I, but I unlocked the door, and I opened it for him, and he walked out the front door, and I shut the door and locked it. Right. And then... So as the doorman said, the dude just trucked out of the apartment building. Really? Ran right by him? Just flew out. And okay. um, then my mom came home probably like an hour later. I, like, I didn't know what to do. I just stayed there. Yeah. And Did uh, you talk to the doorman at all? No, no I didn't fucking walk. I didn't okay. leave that apartment. Okay, got it. My mom came home and I told her what happened. And then, you know, they called the cops and the cops came and they thought the guy had been casing the place. And, you know, he- you were at camp. I was at camp. He just thought it was two people who lived there who went to work each day. Right. And so- you know, he came in and saw. Uh, Did you ever catch him? Uh, yeah. yeah. And his name was David Berkowitz. Holy the shit. son of Sam. Uh, hot time somewhere in the city. Back of my neck, getting dirty and gritty. Come on, watch out, you're back. Wow, that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a pretty good summer camp story. That was uh, that I mean, was that's intense. It was t- it was terrifying. Like my, I remember my heart was pounding. Yeah. At the end of that, and my mom was so upset. Sure, I can imagine. Things changed after that in the Lemmy household. What did happen? He had locks in the windows. Locks, bars. Outside the window. I mean, a second-story window. Sure. Ugh. Yeah. God, I would, that would make me feel crazy if I were having my kid. Yeah. Did you ever get uh, robbed? Um, I got mugged once. You did? Yeah. When? Um, I was probably like 14, maybe. 13 or 14, probably. In Connecticut? Yeah. They have muggers in Connecticut? Yeah, they wore sweaters and... Uh, what did they steal? Like no, your we cufflinks were, uh, or something? We went to, uh, <laughs> fucking fucking white collar bastards. They stole the pennies out of my loafers. That's right. The dimes. <laughs> um, no, we were. Uh, I went to. Uh, I went to a pro wrestling match. WWF. Okay. <laughs> I was probably thirteen years old. I was with my buddy. A couple, did, a couple of my buddies. Maybe one of my buddies. Is that the way you pronounce it back then? WWF. WWF. Okay. And uh, it was in New Haven, which is a pretty, you know, hard scrabble town. You know what I mean? New Haven so is. I mean, it's pretty. You know, I mean, that's where Yale is, but people don't realize that right outside of Yale, it's a very hard Yeah, town. yeah. All, it used to be a lot of different kind of industries there and stuff, and they all kind of went belly up, and there's manufacturing, all kind of stuff. And then the only thing left, really, is the is Yale. Yeah. And um, all around it is just a fucking shithole, you know? Yeah. And I mean that in the best way. Yeah, yeah. To my friends in New Haven. Respectfully, a shithole. Um, and so anyway, uh, uh, we went downtown to the New Haven Coliseum to watch the uh, WWF, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, me and my friend Bob, Bob Peterson. Okay. Oh, Bob and, uh, Peterson. Yeah. Doesn't and, uh, sound like a Connecticut guy. Yeah. And so uh, w- the plan was we would uh, we would walk uh, 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 out to the curb, and then you know our parents would come pick us up when it was over. You know. And so we were standing out on the curb, and then all of a sudden uh, we found ourselves surrounded by like you know I don't know eight, nine, ten kids. Did they curb you? Was it me? No. Okay. It was not you. Okay. Uh, they were black kids. Okay. And so um, and you're not black. How do you know? At heart. I have Michael Jackson disease. I know. Uh, so anyway, so we're standing there, and um, 
And uh, like I went, walked over to the curb to like, look to see if the car was coming, and then they surrounded my friend. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my friend kind of like something went down. He got, and then they came and surrounded me, and they were like, "Give me some money." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then they and they punched me in the face. What? And then I gave him like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all it takes to get five yeah, bucks? Yeah. And then they took off. Okay. So if I punch you in the m- mouth right now, you give me five bucks. It's different now. Now I'm a vigilante. Okay. okay. But at the time, you know, 13 years old, you get mugged like that. You're so fa- people don't know how fast you are. Like if I threw a punch right now, you'd catch my fist. I would. It's like a cat. Did you uh, Did you go to summer camp? Uh, I, you wait, know, wait, wait, wait. Did they catch the guys? No, they didn't catch. Okay. Them. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, who was on the bill at Dubba Dubba F? Dubba Dubba F? Uh, I mean, that was like pre-Hulk Hogan. I mean, that was like old school. It was like Bob Backlund, guys like that. And, but Hulk, uh, Hulkster was like around 1980. Was uh, Well, he, he wasn't... Because uh, 83 is Rocky 3. Yeah, but he was... Uh, this was probably pre that then. So this is probably like 83, 84, right around that. Like yeah. Superfly Snooker? Yeah, Superfly Snooker. Um, Tommy Rich. The Iron Sheik. Okay. Uh... The, bulldo- the British Bulldogs? I don't know if they were... Black Jack Lanza? I don't know. Dude, that's a deep cut. That's Black Jack cut. Lanza. That's a good cut. Yeah. Uh, summer camp, I, I was trying to think, like, I did a lot of day camp. Like, one summer... Uh, I remember the, the only... I did a couple of different sleepaway summer camps. Never, like, a long extended period of time. I did a football camp. Okay. For, like, a week. Okay. Where you go and you sleep sleep away and you, in the dorms and you do a football camp. I was probably, like, seventh grade. Famous name attached to that camp? There wasn't, but uh, but there were a lot of famous... Football players. Okay. And so, actually, the funny thing was, like, I I, uh, I was probably in seventh grade. I went down to the, the first day of the camp, and um, or maybe it was like a pre-camp thing or whatever. Anyway, and a lot of the stars were there, you know, and it's like, you know, there were some pretty good names. There was like Joe Klecko was there. Ooh, Sack Exchange. Two Tall jo- Ed Two Tall Jones was okay. there. Okay. You know, a bunch of guys. And uh, and so, uh, it was my, my dad or my uncle. Somebody said to me uh, later on, they're like, did you get the, their autographs? And uh, I was like, no. And he's like, come on. There's like maybe a friend who said, come on, get their autographs. These are famous football players. You should go meet them. And so after that moment, every like adult black dude I saw, <laughs> I just asked if he was Drew Pearson. Okay. <laughs> are you Drew Pearson? Are you Drew Pearson? Like if they were over 20 and black... I asked him if they were Drew Pearson. Was Drew Pearson even at the camp? I think so. I don't know. Okay, so you were just like racial profiling. I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to find, the guy looks like, to me, he looks like Drew Pearson. Okay, big and black, he's Drew Pearson. Yeah, he's, that's Drew Pearson. Okay. And I'm going to get his autograph. And okay. So I, I walked around and asked everyone if they were Drew Pearson. Did you get it? Uh, I never got Drew Pearson, but I did get two tall, Ed Too Tall Jones. Okay. Joe Klecko's autograph. You know the thing about Ed uh, Jones? He's too tall. He's too tall. He's just too tall. Yeah. Uh, Okay, and so uh, anyway, I did that camp uh, for a week, and uh, it was okay. Did you learn stuff? Yeah, you, you kind of learn stuff, I and mean, that's when you learn. Like, like, I think I, I think I learned. I think I played my first poker, my first poker game. Really? In there after yeah. hours? Yeah, it was after hours, and like some of the older kids were playing poker, and um, uh, uh, I made the mistake of. Uh, it was like kind of the opposite, I guess, of the stripes thing, where I actually was like really good right off the bat. Okay. And so I went into this room because, like, like I was, I would, I was, I'm not, I wasn't very social, you know, with the other like kids. Seemed to know each other. I wasn't that social. Outsider. Yeah. And so someone was like, hey, "You should go, go, go play poker, go play cards." I was like, All right. Someone played poker with them. Your parents? They're, they're Maybe. Like standing Somebody in the corner said, of the you, dorm should, "You should go." And so I sat down. I played poker, 
and I want like I won a bunch of money, and it's not it's like a nickels game, you know, yeah. like a nickels game. But, but I won a, f- a handful of nickels. So going back to the the stripes reference, you were like the John Candy of the. But I was the guy who was just learning. So it was like as if the guy you know that they were te- John Candy was teaching was like winning. Okay. Big. Right? Okay. So I I won big, you know, and and right at that point it was time to go for afternoon practice mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Uh huh. And so I like scooped up all the money and put it in my pocket. Okay. Like, and the guy's like, wait, 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 you got to get, what are you doing? I was like, well, it's time to go practice. Like, you got to give us a chance to win the money back. And I was like, oh, I got to, I'm going to go to practice. And so I went to practice. And from that point, all the fucking big kids just targeted me to beat the crap out of me. So it. they beat and, you up? Oh, nah, on, the on the football field. field. On the football field. What position did you play? Uh, I was uh, O line and D line. Okay. Not a, not a receiver, huh? No. Not a back? That was no, running was never my strong point, Lemmy. That was always my problem with football. Is that I, I'm really not much of a runner. How old were you for this? Probably in seventh grade. So like 12, 12 years old. And so, so your Joe, your, um, your Joe had grown to... By Joe, by Joe, what do you mean? Your stomach oh. was, uh, was growing then already? You were slowing down already? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was never, I've, I was never much of a runner, and, and by that age, yeah, I was... Here's we we do need. I would love to see a picture of you at this age, maybe in some football uh, gear. Um, I could probably dig one up somewhere. I mean, I'd have to get my mom to dig it up. That's fine. Jane's, you know, Jane's always game. I'll see what I can find for something like that. I'll see what I can find. But anyway, I mean, that was the sleepaway. My other sleepaway camp I went to was Boy Scout camp. Get yeah. the, okay with the Boy Scouts, Katie. I didn't know Kevin was a Boy Scout until just this second. I was. I you was were a Boy, a Boy Scout. Scout? I was a Boy Scout, yeah. What, what uh, like a chapter are you, or like, what do they call it, like division? Uh... I don't, they don't, I don't know that they do that. It was like, a, I don't know, a troop or something maybe, I guess. I okay. don't know. I, I, you know, I wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't have my kids be Boy Scouts. Uh, why not? Do you not? I, I don't like the whole, uh, the whole anti-gay okay. Boy Scout thing. What, I have uh, a problem with that. Okay. And, you know, people can throw their darts if they will. But I was a Boy Scout. I did it. You, I don't know that so I would do it today. You're so fast catch those fucking darts. That's right, man. But uh, I was good. I mean, it was fun. You know, it was like you go there and... Do you have a photo in your Boy Scout? Oh, I'm sure I do. Oh, my God. Tell Jane. Jane's going to be busy. Uh, <laughs> finding a Boy Scout photo? Yeah, we need some... But they, um, the big game they had was they, they gave you... The, you had these little hatchets, like little axe hatchets. Holy shit. God damn it. But, you know, you, you had your little, your little gear. And I guess they'd probably never do this these days, but you had little hatchets, you know, like little axes, essentially, yeah. that you'd use for your work. Yeah. You know, to build shit. Whatever, yeah. I don't know, whatever the fuck Boy Scout shit you'd do. Yeah. But the, what ended up happening was the game was you would take the butt of that hatchet and hit your buddy in the nuts. Okay. And so that was the big thing. And okay. when you think about it, you're like, holy fucking, you got a that bunch hurts. of 10-year-old kids swinging hatchets into guys' balls. You're well, like, oh, my God, what a terrible idea. Because then uh, one kid is going to lose control and swing the other end. Oh, you never know. Right. And so, But it was just a matter of like you'd run around and people would hit you in the balls with, your, with the butt of a hatchet. That's what the Boy Scouts were That was the Boy Scout camp. Did you, uh, God, I, don't know, I mean, we kind of play those games now from time to time. Right, the, the hit in the nut game. Hit you in the nut game. Yeah. Um, like, can you start a fire from scratch? No. Can you tie a lot of different knots? No. Can you help old ladies across the street? Yes. Okay. I can do that. Do they have Boy Scout cookies? No. Why not? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, it might have been just, you know, the way the... the uh, I don't know. When you have, when you say Scouts Honor, do you say Scouts Honor? No, I don't. Are you? Have you totally disavowed the Boy Scouts of America? Uh, I, I, I don't have no affinity towards them. No. What did you learn from the Boy Scouts? Uh, you know what? It was just another opportunity to go hang out with your buddies. It was just like going to sports camp. So you all did it together. together. Yeah. My brother did it. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. I, uh, 
I also went to sports camp. You, you, what? I went. To, I did soccer camp two, two summers. Okay, soccer camp like a sleepaway soccer camp? sleepaway soccer camp. Okay, same thing as a football, like one week. Okay, I guess for sports camp you get like one and intense. Did, was Joe Klecko there and uh, Ed Tutal Jones? Or? No, no, Pele there. Yeah, actually, Shut asshole. I went he to the, I went to the Pele soccer camp oh, well, my second year, and Pele was there. I have a photo. It with It must Pele. have been a tough summer for him because he's like the only soccer star there was at the time. He <laughs> was he hit a lot of camps. You know, it's funny that you always discredit the game of soccer, Kev. No, no. I, I, that just shows what an ugly American you are. Soccer's a beautiful game. You know, they I call guess it. So. I just discredited the Boy Scouts of America, so. It's true. It's true. You don't, I guess you sound un-American and just un- I love Fourth of July and I love beer and a cooler. Budweiser. There you go. Hot dogs. Tell me about the soccer camp, though. Well, I went, uh, Pele was my second year. I went to soccer camp, Choate Soccer Camp. And, uh, in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Choate, yeah. Yeah, Choate Rosemary Hall. Yeah, sure. And uh, I went with- uh, It's New Haven. My- uh, is it really? Hmm. I, yeah. So my best friend Andy Bellin, who we've had as a guest on here, he and I were supposed to go together. I think it's New Haven. I don't know. What I don't even know. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, you're gonna go together, right? And uh, we were gonna go together. Oh no, it's not. Choate's not that. Uh, Hopkins or I can't remember which is New Haven. This is important. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fucking right. fuck? Choate is in Connecticut. I know that. Choate is in Connecticut. Okay. Oh, go ahead. So anyway, so Bellin, who we had on the podcast. Yeah. So my parents drive me up there in their. Uh, uh, on the donkey, the on the back of the donkey. Okay, okay. We got up there, and I learned then that Bellin has bailed. Because Bellin was, as he was saying on our podcast, like he didn't like to sleep out of his house or okay, anything like, like that. Like Woody Allen, like Woody Allen. Yeah, so he decided not to show up. And so then there, I was alone. Okay. And uh, and so I got a single. I was the only uh, camper in a single. Okay, that makes you the dork, right? I was, yeah. but Unless you're nailing chicks in there. yeah. But so how old are you? I was 11. Okay. It was the summer after Camp Sloan. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, uh, you know, what I did with my defense mechanism, was I was also, again, the only kid from New York City. And so somehow I conjured up this tale that I was a street fighter from New York. Okay, okay. And they fucking bought it hook, line, and sinker. Did they? Okay. Yeah. How do you sell that? i just tell them stories. I'd be like, yeah, well, one time we were kicking this kid's ass. And like, <laughs> okay. Like, just, you know, okay. these are my first, uh, my first foray into improvisation. Okay. But it backfired because then one time the older dorm showed up to like rumble with us we were the younger why what is a soccer camp? i don't know maybe maybe okay. on-field disagreement or something okay but the all the older kids were there and uh like one of my friends was like hey man we got a guy here he's a street fighter from new york city and he's gonna kick all your asses and they and i could hear that and they came to get me there like i fucking locked the door right i didn't and hit under the bed i didn't come steve, out steve yeah. steve we need you to do some street fighting get the fuck out of here i'm fucking masturbating <laughs> i'm busy yeah uh, get lost. Yeah, so uh, I just hit him. I just hit my you, room. You were found out. The counselors came down. And I came up with some awesome excuse as to why right. you know, like uh, I was asleep or something. Saving it up. Something Soccer like game. I also remember uh, actually Camp Sloan was the first time I ever got slapped across the face by a girl. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. What happened? Because uh, what happened? This is a little vulgar story. Okay. If you get, if you don't mind, Katie. Oh, like we don't have those. I mean, give me a break. I apologize in advance for the vulgarity. We just talked about sideways dicks for. Oh yeah. Ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So one of my fr- there was a, a counselor uh-huh. who was a beautiful girl, and oh. like I was her favorite. Like I would, she would actually let me sit on her lap. I was ten. Oh god. Okay. She was sixteen. I would sit on her lap, and you know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd flirt with me, and I actually thought she... You'd get a little regal boner. Of my king's boner. The boner of kings would pop up. Yeah. Okay. A little crown. Uh, (laughs) But uh, one of my friends dared me to go up to her and ask her if she shaved her pussy. Oh, boy. And so... This is like in the 70s or 80s, right? Nobody shaved their pussy back then. No, but we didn't know that. Well, I guess so. Where did you even get that question? I don't even... I don't even know. I mean, that's... What I'm saying is, like, that's probably, like, a more offensive question then than today. well... Clearly it was, because yeah. I went up and I just flat out asked her the question, and she, 
that arm, that hand came around without hesitation. She fucking smacked me so hard mm. across the face. Holy shit. And then, like, I was, you know, completely embarrassed. And then, like... What? A, I don't understand. Yeah. No, I knew I had done the wrong thing. And then yeah. a male c- counselor was like, you know, she's not going to talk to you until you apologize to her. You mm. better apologize to her. Right. And so I learned another lesson at Camp Sloan. Yeah. Commitment and, uh, you know, and humility. Apologies. Yeah. And I, then she boned you? I apologized. <laughs> then I fucked up. No. I was a virgin. I had one of those at uh, Boy Scout camp, too, where I... Same situation. You right? asked a Boy Scout if he shaved his pussy? Yeah, his if pussy. he shaved, shaved his pussy. Yeah. Uh, no, there, there was also, like, a Girl Scout camp there. And um, and so the boy, one, the older Boy Scouts, you know, were, were eyeing this really good-looking girl, you know, sitting on a rock over there. And, she, and they said, uh, you know, I was younger, and they said, you know, hey... Go over there and find out her name. You know, like they wanted me to go do their. What was dirty the guy's name work. like Sluggo? I don't know what his name was. His name might have been Kevin. Was he wait, a friend of yours or a, a, a no, boy? an older, okay. older guy, older kid? And so, um, and so I was like, all right. So I went over to her, and all the guys were watching from a distance. You know, and I got over to her and I said, "See that guy right there?" And I pointed at the guy, and then he went red. You know, I was like, "He wants to know your name." And all the other kids laughed, and the girl word. laughed, and all of a sudden I was like the fucking wise-ass <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, you hosed that dude. But it worked out for him, because she laughed, she told me her name, and then he was in there. Okay, so you then you reported it. Cause so it, it was cool. It was cool. Isn't it like the whole Cyrano de Bergerac thing? Like, you go and do that, and she says, why are you doing his dirty work? Don't you want to know my name? Sure. Did that not happen? No, but uh, well, I was a little fat kid, you know. What? Kevin, I hate when you speak that way. <laughs> That's okay. Do you remember her name? I don't remember her name. Okay. Were you? Did you ever uh, work at a summer camp? Yeah, I was a, a, a day camp, uh, day camp guy. I worked at a day, as a day camp camper. I think most mostly I went to a day camp, and um, well, actually, I can't remember if I was a counselor then or just like an older kid. But um, we had one day uh, one of the other counselors guys I like knocked out with a hockey stick. Like uh, you were playing like street hockey? No, we were playing like field hockey. And you know, I don't know if you ever had that because we had it in gym class too where they'd have like a box full of those plastic yeah. hockey sticks with the plastic yeah. little thing. Love that. And we were playing field hockey and um, and uh, one of the coaches was playing and you know, he's probably a guy in his 30s or whatever. And uh, someone went to take a slap, you know, a shot and the, the stick went back and hit him right in the eye and he was like, Immediately freaked out. I was like, ah, and we, and we thought he was joking because he was kind of a joker, you know. And right. He just ran, he just ran, you know. And his eye got fucking punctured. So, and he lost it. Yeah, and uh, oh, and uh, and so there's like a huge lawsuit. And I, uh, I, <laughs> and I, uh, I had to take the stand in the lawsuit and testify in court as to what happened. How old were you? Well. Uh, I remember I was in high school and I testified because it was you know, years later. Yeah. Whatever. And um, it was probably like three or four years later. So I was probably like a uh, uh, sophomore in high school. What are you then? Like 15 maybe? Yeah. And so it was probably, I was probably like, you know, 11 or 12 when it happened. Okay. But I was on the stand, man. Was that your first time in court or had you, had yeah. you been to your father's courtroom? Uh, no, I never went to a courtroom with him at that point. But um, but you were on the stand. I was on the stand. And the guy like, tried to trick me. So you got cross examined? I did. I did get cross examined. But who was the defendant? Was it the camp or the kid who swung the stick? Uh, it was. I think it was the camp. I, I can't remember. I mean, they couldn't possibly unless. No, like, I think the kid it was attacked. the camp, and uh, it may have been both. You know, it may have been the kid and the camp. I don't know. And he, the guy was suing, and I was a witness for uh, the defense, Jesus, as opposed to the plaintiff. 
did, did like the the eye when it happened? Like, did it was it bleeding? No, you can you didn't see. It. Like, he immediately covered it up and ran. Oh, I he ran away. That is terrible. Yeah, that yeah. is terrible. Just think about it. It's gross. I saw a dude's nut get ruptured. Uh, At camp? In uh, no, just in high school lacrosse as, oh. as a goalie. Oh, took a shot to the the cup. He wasn't wearing. Was he wearing a cup? He was wearing a cup, but he got hit by a hard shot. Oh really hard god. shot and shattered the cup and ruptured oh, one of his oh testicles. Oh my god! He must have fucking ambulance vomited immediately. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He oh. did. I actually, you know, I played ice hockey goalie and I got hit in the nuts. Did you not wear a cup? I wore a cup, but nobody told me that the cu- the hockey goalies wore special cups, yeah. like a, like a big diaper. And so I just had a regular cup, sure, on, like sure. a you know baseball cup. Yeah. And uh, we were at early practices after Christmas vacation. And we were doing one-on-o drills. So dudes just coming in and blasting shots sure. from top of the circle. And a dude's slap shot hit me in the cup. And I went down immediately and thought I was going to vomit. And I was like, I remember I was like clawing at my, at my helmet, my cage. Trying to get it off? To get it off because I thought I was going to puke. Yeah. And literally, and I got it off. And then I was just on my hands and knees uh, for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, and the whole team was around me. They're laughing. Like, yeah. Laughing like, Snickering, you. you know, they call me a pussy and yeah. all that Squirrels shit. Squirrels got him. Squirrels got him. Yeah, all that, you know, like, uh, you got to have something to get mm-hmm. hit in, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And then I, like, finally I got up and I, I skated off. And then my first, when I finally came back in, my first play, I got hit in the nuts again. Same thing. Boom. Went oh down. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Were you ever a summer camp, camp counselor? I was. I did. Uh, I for two summers. I also did day camp. I was uh, a swimming instructor slash lifeguard. Oh, that uh, good swimmer. A day camp in New York City. Not especially. Okay, but uh, just earning a paycheck. Yeah, you know. I like, well, what happened is like I because I went to the school. It was my school's day camp. Okay, and I wanted a summer job. Right, and because uh, I was also going to summer school. At that school. Oh, because you're dumb? Uh, no, I was actually taking a class that I... I should have better myself. I was. I really was. Kev, you don't know this about me. <laughs> I was... It was. I was taking a sewing class. Why does it have to be that way? I don't know. Why does it have to be what that way? You, how were you bettering yourself? Because I had just taken algebra as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Between my freshman year and sophomore year. And I decided to take a geometry class over the summer. Wow. Just for the hell of it. Just to get a head start. I liked math. That's how much I liked math. But sure. Believe, I mean, this you've never heard this about me. Hmm. But I'm so, learning this now. Yeah. But so I went uh, to summer school, and then I got a, a job there at the day camp that was okay. also going on. And uh, I would teach. Uh, there was like a University of Iowa. I, I think I've told you the story. She was a swimming instructor. Mm-hmm. Or she was, a swim, she was on the swim team at the University of Iowa, and she was the instructor. Right. That instructor. And so I was, I was her assistant. And actually, like, I proved to be more of a distraction. Okay. Than anything because I was just the one who would chuck the kids all around the pool, right? <laughs> and like make waves and play sea monster. Sure. And she'd be like, "We are going to learn how to swim today." Right. And meanwhile, all they want to do is play monster. Right. With me. Right. And then, uh, and then, although I actually saved a girl's life. What in summer camp? Yeah, because we um, every like once a week we would go to a big pool. Yeah. And then like, you know, elsewhere in the city, and there were some kids who were better than others. Sure. And they were allowed to go in the deep end. You know, it's like you have the rating system, like the minnow, the guppy, yeah, or the shark. Kids have that now, yeah. Yeah, and Same so uh, this one girl who was allowed to swim in the deep end kept kept jumping off the diving board. And you know how kids like they don't realize they're getting exhausted. Yeah, and like a horse, like yeah, a horse will just keep going until they drop. Exactly, yeah. and that's what kids do in swimming pools. Sure. And so finally, after one dive, she was just too exhausted to make it to the ladder, and she went under. Whoa, and. uh you know, you, 
you know, it's you're, you're trained to see the signs of drowning. But anyway, like, because it's not like the movies where people wave their arms and scream. Like, they actually go down very quietly. Right. And uh, their arms do flap a little bit, but their mouth just stays open. Right. And they're not screaming. They're trying to breathe. Sure. And uh, I went and I got her and she bit my hand oh. and drew blood. But, but you I, didn't care. You didn't care about that shit. I didn't fucking care. They were saving her life, life at stake. But she, I still have a, I have a scar. Oh. Let's put a picture up of that. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. <laughs> um, but that was, so that was my, that you was. You saved your life. Did you give her CPR when you got out? You bump her with the chest? Um, yeah, and the other thing out. is she was only five years old. Oh, my God. Um, no, I didn't do that. Somebody else did. Somebody else did. Somebody trained in that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't trained in, in CPR okay. yet, although I am now. Oh. Yeah. When my child was born, I took, uh, I got certified. That's very noble of you. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to learn how to give a child CPR. I get, I'm married to a doctor, so. Oh, yeah, you don't need to. I don't so worry about that shit. Wouldn't you, like, if somebody was, like, you know, <laughs> had stopped breathing and... Wouldn't you feel awkward if your wife came? I guess she's a no, doctor, like, so fuck it. Do something. Yeah. So, so do something. So get the fuck in there. Do something. Yeah. Cut them open. Yeah, do something. I mean, her her knowledge and skills are vastly beyond mine. I mean, yeah. it's like a joke Yeah, if I did anything. Yeah. She's a professional. I'd like, yeah. Um, that was that summer job. Okay. And I worked on a golf course a lot in the summertime. What'd you do? I worked on the maintenance crew, you know, cutting grass and shit mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. That must have been a hard job. Uh no, it was okay. It was alright. I almost got fired from it. But, from for what? Uh we uh one night we finished work and uh we decided to have a little party. Okay. And so How old? Uh I was either like a senior in high school at that point or I did it a couple times during college, so uh it was either senior in high school or freshman in college. Okay. And, you know, I had to show up my new drinking skills, you know what I mean, from, from college, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, yeah, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, dog. And so... Because uh, cool. you're like the blue Tarski of our uh, of our fraternity. Yeah, exactly, You knew how to bro. drink. Boy, man. Yeah. I mean, compared to these guys in the golf course, I yeah. just show them a thing. Connecticut. Chugging season. beers. And so, um, anyway, we had a, like a little, little party, like the sun went down, and we just started, you know, partying out at the... Out of the maintenance shack. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, over the picnic table, just drinking. Now, were there any, like, hardened, like, lifers there? Like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, you know, who dropped out of high school. Or right. Guys who, uh, that was their job, you know. Did they think you were a pussy? Uh, you know, I mean, that was probably part of it, you know, because there, there were a couple of us who were, you know, college kids on a summer break, and there were some guys who worked there year-round, and... You know, like my dad played golf at that golf course, and mm. they know who he was, they knew who the Heffernans were, okay, you know, that okay. kind of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's probably a little of that going on. But, sure. I mean, I, I think I was a nice enough guy that I... Uh, you are, Kevin. I mean, there were certain other guys who maybe were a little more pretty boyish than I was, who, who maybe, you know, got the ire of those guys directed at them. Sure, like uh, like uh, like Donnie Shropshire. Well, yeah, maybe like Donnie Shropshire, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, anyway, so we, we did some drinking, and... Um, and uh, maybe a joint would have passed around okay. in there, maybe. Okay. Who knows? He's and smoking. so, and so then uh, uh, the guys were like, "Let's take the let's take the gear out on the golf course." Mm-hmm. And so we took like they had like golf carts and like these things called Cushmans, which were like maintenance little maintenance vehicles. Yes. Yeah. And went out in the golf course with no lights on. What time? Mm, this has got to be like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at oh, night. okay. I thought we were at like 3 in the morning now. Okay. No, no, no. This is no, Connecticut no. I mean, you know, it's like I forgot, the, no. the party started after work, and now it's like, you know, we're drinking, right? I forgot where we were. Yeah, we're in Connecticut. Yeah, okay. So we take the carts out there, and it turns into a demolition derby. Okay, awesome. And so <laughs> guys are crying. And I'm, I'm like, 
sitting back because they're there are, yeah there are lifers and there are guys who that's their job and some of them are my age but they're, that's what they're doing that's their job you know? yeah and they were leading the charge and I'm like all right fine fuck it and so we started having like a demolition derby out there mm. and it got out of control and it was one of those deals like the next day you walk in and all the vehicles are parked in the bays and yeah. they're all fucking fucked up and crunched and dinged and broken and whatever it is holy shit and so uh, the superintendent came in next day. Carl Noblock was his name. That sounds tough. Yeah. And uh, when we, you know, he was a great guy, and, and, uh, but he was fucking pissed. And I remember coming, him coming out onto the course looking for us the next morning, you know, because we all had to come back to work the next morning, you know. Yeah. And he got in there and he saw those fucking vehicles fucked up. And uh, he came looking out to get stories from everyone. Okay. To find out what happened. Okay. You know what I mean? And some people caved. Okay. Right? Not you, though. Not me. I, I remember the moment, like, I'm. I was like working on a sprinkler or something. I'm sitting in my cart out there, and he came out, and it was a very like you know police interrogation thing. Like, what happened to the carts last night? Did your voice crack? Like it just cracked it a few seconds ago? <laughs> no, I, I maintained my I maintained my stealthy. I was like, I was like, I don't know, okay. sir. I don't know. And he's like, uh, you guys have some drinks last night? Uh, yes, yep, yes, sir. He's like, what? <laughs> Did something happen here? What uh, What happened to these carts? I was like, I, I don't know. And he knew I knew, right? But he knew that I was. I was not going to snitch. But this is interesting because your father is a, is a man of the law. Right. And he's always told you to tell the truth. Yeah, but there's a difference between that and, and rat. Yeah. And being a rat. Stool pigeon. And so I wasn't a rat. But someone ratted. Someone ratted and told the whole story. And was it one of the blue collar guys? Some of the guys got fired. Yeah, some of them got fired. I didn't get fired. Right. I mean, I, I didn't really... I wasn't really leading the charge in the demolition. There were guys who were in positions of authority out there doing that. I'm, yeah. I was just some monkey wrench. And, and Chuck Knobloch, what was his name? Chuck Knobloch? Carl. Carl Knobloch. Yeah. He, he knew. He knew. Oh, he knew. Yeah. He knew. He knew. And he probably respected not, someone not ratting. Yeah. Did any of the other, like, did any of the blue-collar guys come up to him and be like, hey, we know uh, you didn't say nothing out there, <laughs> and we just want to say thanks. Yeah, I think yeah. they did. You could have. That's how I knew I was in there. Yeah. You got balls. Guys. Kid, you got balls. Yeah. But I didn't get fired. But I got fired from another summer job once. Which? Uh, I, was, I was living in Nantucket. Oh. In college. Okay. All my buddies, all the, a bunch of our buddies from school. Yeah. We went and lived there for oh, the summer. Oh, Nantucket. There you go again. Yeah. Uh, fucking Connecticut thing. Yeah, you know. Fucking I didn't like the place whitey. much. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I got a job, like, um, I got a job uh, working on a, uh, in a restaurant as a handyman. <laughs> a handyman in a restaurant. Yeah. This guy owned like, a couple of restaurants, and he hired one of our... Our fraternity brothers, who's a couple years older than us, yeah, Mike Belden, okay, Beldar, and he hired Beldar to be his handyman. And then he had Beldar had so much work maintaining these two restaurants that he asked, you know, he hired me to help him. It's a good hire, great hire, it's because hire. it's a buddy of yours. He's a little older than you, take care of you, gives you a good job, whatever. You just show up and you do little shit, like you know, yeah. take the garbage to the dump, you know, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Throw those pans in the in the dumpster, you know. You do shit like that. Yeah, but the owner of the place immediately. Took a disliking to me for some Why? reason. Why? I don't know. He thought I was kind of slow and didn't give a shit. He thought you were like slow moving? Yes, slow moving. Okay. Not dumb, but slow moving. Okay, okay. And so uh, I worked there for like two, two three weeks, and, uh, and then uh, the dude decided he didn't fire me. Right. And he called Mike Belden, my close friend, our, a friend of ours, and, and he said, you're going to fire Kevin. Mm. And Mike's one of these guys who's just a very sensitive very sensitive guy. Right. And uh, so, you know, his job, he had to come fire me. So he, he, he would pick me up every day at work at our house. And so he drove out and he came in and I was like, had my lunch pail, whatever it had, you know, and getting ready to go. And Belden's like, 
sit down, Kevin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's going on here? Like, he was very serious. He's like, I've been asked to let you know that we're not going to need your services anymore. And I was like, are you firing me, Beldar? <laughs> and he was so distraught by it. Like, maybe tears in his eyes kind of yeah. thing over this stupid fucking summer job. And I couldn't give a shit because I hated that job. Yeah. And he fired me. And I was, like, so happy he fired me because I hated that job. And I, the next day I, I left Nantucket and went home and got the job back on the golf course. But didn't you, didn't you have some – was it that job? Like, wasn't there some, like, uh, insulation story? Yeah, we, me and Eric Soderlund, our buddy Soapy Soderlund. Yeah, What's Up Soapy. What's Up Soapy, of What's Up Soapy's fame. Yeah. Uh, we got a, de- a job one day in a construction crew out there. They were mm-hmm. building a house. And so um, uh, we were just the grunts. We were like, hey, we got a construction job. Hey, we do construction. And we went out to this house, and uh, they were building They were building the house, and they had put the wrong insulation into the, into the um, attic. Right. And so the guy just hired us for the day, and what he hired us to do was to go <laughs> up into that attic, and it was like 100 degrees, and pull... This sh- that shitty old insulation, the fiberglass insulation they put in, pull it out. Yeah. And so Ugh, it was summertime. horrible. Jesus. It's summertime. It's that fiberglass insulation that you can't get off of you. With the glass. Yeah. And so, and so Soapy was a, was a much more, like a much more energetic guy than I was, you know. Faster. Like, well, but we had to, you had to get into places where I couldn't fit. You know what I mean? Like oh, into an attic, like crawl space. Like an shit. elevator. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like a house. Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, like an airport, he really went at it. But we got that. We spent the day pulling insulation out, and it was so terrible. And uh, and we finished doing it, and we were so hot, we were covered in these shards of glass, God. you know. And it was like, uh, and all we wanted to do was get it off us. And so we decided that we would, uh, we, you know, we were on the ocean, you know, let's run in for a swim, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. And so we're like, ah, eh, fuck it. So we run to the, and we jump in, and immediately. It's like a million knives sticking into your body because sure. salt water on this fiberglass shit that's stuck into your skin. Yeah, it's open wounds all yeah. over your body. And it was we just it was the most painful <laughs> fucking oh. experience. And we just we just ran out of Did the water. You, were you all puffy and red? Yeah, it's gross. Oh my god, that's disgusting. It's gross. It's like a walking disease. I know. It's my construction. My dad's a construction guy. Speaking of slow workers, I remember Jay Shandersekar trained me as a worker at Monty's or not Monty's uh, uh, as a waiter at Busby's. Yeah, as a waiter. And I remember uh, one day the owner, who spoke like this, like he had a high voice and he, and he spoke with a lisp. Mm-hmm. He I, he was talking about Jay to the manager, and he said, I, "He's a good kid." <laughs> He's a good kid, but he's slow with molasses. Anyway, that's that's that story. And he is to this day, and he is to. I had a shitty summer job I, when I worked as an elevator man. Oh, that's right. You were an elevator. Similar man. type of situation where I had gotten the job because my friend owned his family owned the building. Oh, okay. And uh, so I showed up, and like literally, they called me Shakespeare. Because I was like, you know, going into college. What's up, Shakespeare? Yeah, it was like, you know, like straight out of a bad. So this is like during high school. Your your summer job was that you were a high school and into college. Okay. Um, yeah, I was an, a back elevator man at a, a luxury high rise building. Oh, it must have been hot in New York. It was hot. Yeah. And part part you were, of you were a uh, uniform. I had a gray polyester uniform. Ugh. Yeah, and it had it said the name Paco on it. <laughs> Some, somebody else's. They, That's not what they called you back then? No, that wasn't my, my no, pet name. No, you were Shakespeare. Name. Yeah. It would be good if one day you showed up and said Shakespeare. Well, that's how I would have thing. known that they accepted me. Yeah. They would have given me the, uh, you know, hey, we, hey, kid, yeah. we got you something. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I would have cried, too. Yeah, you <laughs> That place was awesome. I mean, I, like, I mean, it sucked. It was down below, and I, uh, y- y- you know, like, one of my jobs was every night I had to um, go to, 
every floor and make sure all the garbage was thrown down the Ugh. garbage chute. In the summertime. In the summertime. You were the garbage guy. And then I would go down to the bottom. With a fucking stunk. Oh, it was fucking terrible. Mm. And then like I would have to open the main, the receptacle, yeah. where I had like one of those, a giant cast iron... Um, dumpster cart, yeah, yeah. dumpster yeah. basically, and I would have to like get like a pitchfork. It was it was it was a stick with like one hook on it, and just get in there and make sure everything came out. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to push that cart down the hall to the incinerator room. Yeah, where there was a, a an Albanian man with cataracts oh, God. who would uh, like then I would dump it out onto the floor, right? And he would shovel it. Who's there? Into the fire. Who's there? Who that is? Is this the little kid, Paco? Is that Shakespeare? <laughs> it's me. It's me, Lech. Who that is? Um, but that was, uh, and, and it was hot as shit. And like, you'd like, I'd have to wear one of those masks. Cause if, and even through the mask, actually, you would, like, my nostrils would turn black. Oh, God. And it was like that burning rubber smell. Right. And everything like that. But like, you know, every Thursday, payday, right. those guys would all cash their pocket, or uh, cash their checks, too. <laughs> and, uh, and have these wads of, of cash, and they would all buy a different bottle of booze. Right. For everybody. Like a like party? Yeah. And uh, and then, like, we would just get wasted. <laughs> so, like... Spend all their money on booze. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Each guy had a different bottle. I remember Joe Brown, an old Southern guy, he, he would buy champagne. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And he just sat in the back, in my wing, in, like, the smelly room... Uh-huh. And drink champagne. Drinking champagne by himself. and he The good ch- stuff, though. Yeah, Corbell. <laughs> the good stuff. Yeah, but he would share with me and get me drunk on champagne. Uh. And then... Uh, and that's when I fell in love with champagne. <laughs> that's where my love of champagne comes from. <laughs> but I remember just like sitting there like swaying in that, in that elevator. Right. Um, drunk. Drunk. On Corbell. In my gray polyester uniform, stinking of garbage. Yeah. And then, like you know, you'd have to take tenants up because they'd like the service entrance was there, right? And they'd come in from you know from from the garage where they parked their cars, and I'd take them up in the elevators, right? Stinky, I'd stink. But then they'd talk to me, you know, they'd they'd ask me what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I'd tell me you know, I'd tell them where I went to high school and where I was, you know, thinking about going to college, right? And they, you know, they'd like then uh, they would shut the fuck up. They would shut the fuck up. All right, fuck you, motherfuckers. Right. That's yeah. a hot. That's a hot summer in the New York City. That was. Hot times, somewhere in the city, back up on Nick and Ingridia. Throwing garbage into the fire, drinking champagne with Joe Brown and getting drunk. Yeah, those were good times. They were, they were, you guys were, uh, 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 you, you were in a gang then, right? I, I was not in a gang. Summertime gang? I, yeah. The Summer Boys? Yeah, we got, <laughs> that's what we called ourselves, <laughs> the Summer Boys. Yeah. Uh, what we had a good uh, gang naming session. Did you? The Summer Boys. Yeah, and that was uh, that was Joe Brown's suggestion. Do you want to talk that, or do you, are we? Uh, oh, how are we doing? Hour five. five. Okay. okay. What, do we have any? What, what other? <clears throat> oh my God! That's where I was going with that. Yeah. No, I figured that. I wasn't sure. Uh, you're, what you're pointing to is the 84th Street Gang. Oh my God! They the, terrorized your summer. The bane of my existence. The, the bane of your summer existence. But that started when I was when I was young. I, 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 like this gang was around forever, okay. And like uh, I remember, you know, summertime, nineteen seventy eight. I used to go and uh, I'd go to see Greece twice at the movie theater. <laughs> and uh, what do you mean twice at the movie theater? I would go and and pay for one showing, right? And then I'd sit th- through that and then stay for the second showing because you loved Greece. So I loved much. Greece so fucking much, <laughs> and I would I would have this large coke that I would drink. 
and I always was dying to go to the bathroom, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave between the screenings because I didn't want anybody to see me. Okay, right. You get so caught. I'd, yeah, I'd go low in the chair, and then the movie started, and I didn't want to miss anything, so I'd go during beauty school drop. Oh, good call. Yeah, that that's was a good time to go. I'd beauty run and I'd just pee. But like now, I actually like that song. It's a good sure, song. no, as an adult, yeah, you appreciate it. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it, 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 it's a good song. <laughs> and then I'd go get slices of pizza at Mimi's Pizzeria, and that was where the 84th Street gang hung out. And now, who are these kids? Is it like they live on 84th Street, or are they? I I guess so. I guess you had. I know they little like. Upper East Side rich punk kids or what? What's the deal? No, they were badasses. Like okay. the Upper East Side, there for as maligned as it can be, and as, as much of a pussy uh, location. Sure, uh, it was a place called Yorkville, right? And you know, back in the seventies and eighties, it was a German Irish neighborhood dating back, you know, decades. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. And so, like, you know, south of uh, or wait, let me just get my direction straight. East of uh, like Lexington Avenue, yep. down to Third Second Avenue, like. There were tenements and, like, you know, low-income housing. Sure. And so, like, these kids hung out outside of the... And they were probably, like, you know, 14, 15 years old, and, and, but they were bigger, mm-hmm. obviously, and they hung out, and they were just rowdy. They, they, they generally didn't hassle you too much at the pizzeria. Yeah. Because the pizzeria would have called the cops on them. But we had run-ins with them all the time. Right. After that, like... Uh, like there the, was, the Summer Boys versus the 84th Street Gang? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was... Uh, the Summer Lovers is what we started oh, calling right, ourselves right, after right. Greece. Sure. Uh, I remember one time... Like, we used to play football at night with the Nerf football, me and my friends. Yeah. And uh, we ran into the 84th Street Gang. Were you on 84th Street? We were on 87th Street. What the fuck were they doing up in 87th Street? I don't know. They were out of their turf, which That's is why right. we fucked with them. That's right, man. Okay. But, uh, no, they came and they asked to play our game of football with us. Yeah. And Knowing we, that that was a recipe for like always, you're gonna lose the football. Yeah, they're gonna steal the football, yeah, and yeah. probably you're gonna fight with these guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, and we told them we didn't want to play. And something about it, like they then they walked away and they went around the corner. And of course, Andy Bellin, mm-hmm. my asshole best friend, sure. screamed out "fuck you" right. down the block. Uh, and you thought you were safe. Yeah, you, you thought s- you were safe. You saw their heads pop out like a cartoon, like doing 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 around the the, the building at the end of the block and they started walking back up the block and that's when we went inside my friend Takashi's building because we were right right outside his his apartment building and the leader of the gang this Irish kid with like no front teeth okay he walked in and uh, he said you uh, my friend out there says uh, you said something about his mother (laughs) and uh, Takashi said and Takashi was a black belt in karate sure and you didn't want to fuck with him well, but as my dad used to say, he would be the first one to run. <laughs> but like, uh, but that's what they teach you, grasshopper. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Live to fight another day. Yeah, but this was like this was the life or death situation, right? And so, uh, you know, talk said no. Uh, I didn't say anything about uh, your, your mother. mother yeah. And uh, the guy said, "So you call my friend a liar?" <laughs> and talk said, "No." No, I'm just saying I didn't say anything about his mother. He had gotten you in a conundrum there. It was. That's a gang conundrum. That really is. It's you like, say something about my mother? Well, no. Okay. Okay. Then you're, call, then you're calling me a liar. Yeah. It's like, well, how are you supposed to win hey, there? You can't win that. That's the 84th Street gang conundrum right there. That's unbelievable. Okay. And uh, smart, though. Smart. If you're looking to kick somebody's ass. Street smart. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Okay. What'd you say about my mother? I didn't say anything. You called me a liar? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You're in. Boom. I guess you, you are. can't win. Yeah. No, wait. I did Either say way. something about your mother. What? Oh, what? You did? Yeah. Okay. Right. Anyway, Irish. Yeah. So he he said to us, he said, you want to step outside and fight? Mm-hmm. And uh, then the doorman said, now, now, boys, there's going to be no fighting here. Right. And so that guy turned around, the leader of the gang turned around and walked out. And 10 seconds later, the entire 84th Street gang came storming into the building. Uh, 
I like every time I look over at Katie, and that's when she puts on her interested face. Like her eyebrows go up. Mm. Uh, that's an interesting thing. And they stormed the building, right? Yeah. Now, 20, 18, 14 year old kids storming into the building. Now, hold on, hold on. Now, look over at Katie. There. Okay. She didn't do it that time. She's on to us. She's on to us. Okay. So, like, uh, they storm the building. Right. And me and. What's the doorman do at this point? He's, he's like, ah, like, he, I mean, he, you know, he's. What the heck is going on? Or is 60 he years cover? old. No, he's 60 years old. A couple guys hid behind him. Okay. And then me and a couple guys ran into the elevator. And That's a ballsy move by the 84th Street gang. Yeah. There's a doorman in there. Fuck them. Yeah, well, they were like 20 strong. They were the 84th Street gang. They didn't fuck around. Yeah. We had a lot of run-ins with these guys. Okay. And none of them were good. Okay. And, uh, like, people were getting mad because the elevator door kept closing. Right. And, like, I had this weird sense of, like, we can't leave these guys. And so, like, I kept opening the elevator door. And, and Bellin's like, what are you doing? Yeah, come on every minute for himself. You fucking pussy. And so, uh... Finally, the elevator door was closing this one time. And this is before, like, the, the guards that, like, automatically opened sure. the elevator door. Right. And this hand came in. Oh. And it was a big kid. Oh. And, and uh, he, he, was, he was African-American. And okay. He said, he said I'm going to get me one of those white boys. Oh, okay. And he stepped into the elevator, and me and Bellin and a couple other guys were packed up against the back wall. And it was literally like one of those things like, oh. Okay. And a woman came out of another elevator and said, I'm calling the cops. Right. And that's he just looked at us and just stepped out of the elevator and Holy they were gone. Shit. Boom. She saved your life. She did save my life. And um and then we went upstairs. My friend Talk lived on the nineteenth floor. And we were looking out the windows and we could see the eighty fourth street gang, all twenty of them like hiding behind cars and doing like little formations. Yeah. Okay. And stuff like hiding behind like Hand garbage and stuff. Bales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like a Schwarzenegger like closed fist. <laughs> right, right. You know, you go over there. Right. And so we just armed up, like with like eggs and okay. water balloons and like chocolate puddings and like <laughs> right. you know cakes and everything we could find, and we right. just unloaded on those guys, right? And kicked their ass, summer lover style. <laughs> Got those fuckers! Wow, they had they were badasses. They had these two twins, these redheaded twins, right? And this won't sound badass. Okay, no, I saw those kids in uh, Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, those guys. All right, all right. They were Adam and Neil Rubenstein. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> the Rubenstein twins. These kids were legendary. Like apparently, like the Rubensteins are badasses. They were, dude. Okay, they were. Okay, I bet they're in jail right now. One. That's of them, the thing. Where are the Fourth Street Gang today? Like, where are those guys? Probably the. Sad if you statistics. ran into some of them, would you would you know who they were? I'd rec- would you- I would probably recognize the guy with the missing teeth. It was him and his brother. What was his name? Do you remember? Don't remember. It's Google something like you know, it's like like a, like a Michael Finley, yeah, or Patty something. Mc something. Yeah, Irish kids. Okay. And like we had, I can't even tell you. But you know what though? They actually got their asses fucking kicked one time by the Seventy Fourth Street guy. <laughs> those guys, <laughs> not those. Guys. You didn't fuck not with the Seventy Fourth Street. Holy guy. shit! Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh man! Uh, we luckily I never ran to those guys. Uh, oh yeah, they're far enough away to, <laughs> to deal with them. But, oh, they yeah. would come up to Eighty Fourth Street once in a while, but that's oh, as far as they wanted oh, to walk. Uh, Jim and Pete Goldberg. Oh my god! Oh, those geez. twins in that thing. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, unbelievable. That was Jaime Town. That was a yeah, Jewish, uh, the old Jewish neighborhood. Together. Yeah, they didn't take kindly to the Irish. You could Google the Rubenstein twins, though. Uh, maybe I, I mean I wonder like Adam and Neil Rubenstein that was that was the name. As legend had it like their dad was bald and one time they went in and sprayed graffiti on his head while he slept. Ooh. That's tough. That's tough. Stuff. That's tough. They actually they lived on Park Avenue, but they were like the ones who like <laughs> who got in there and they were bad. They, they were smart. They were smart kids. They were smart ones. They were they carried brass knuckles and when they showed up at a party because they would know about like the parties. Yeah. And like you just, it was a bummer. But their, their dads were like a doctor living on Park Avenue. Yeah, probably. But they, but they actually went to like juvie and that stuff. Like they were, they were problem. 
Oh, problem child. Kids. They, they were, yeah, they were bad seeds. Mm-hmm. But what happened to the 84th Street Gang was that uh, there were a couple of kids from our school, like bigger kids, like badasses. Yeah. And uh, who were actually, these were kids f- at our school, they were from the Bronx. They were scholarship kids who were brought in to play football. Okay. And, and uh, one time after a party, a bunch of, one of them had a football injury. He was on crutches. There were three of them. Okay. And they were walking down Lexington Avenue, and they walked by Mimi's Pizzeria, and they walked by the 84th Street Gang, and there were probably like seven of those guys. Mm. And uh, I guess they like started following them, and like the guy who was on crutches, uh, I think it was Bobby Koretsky was his name. Okay. They started like patting his ass and like calling him names and stuff like that. And then like our friends, you know, like started to walk away, and they were like, you better run, you better run. And they were like, you know, and, and so like the two football players and the guy on crutches, like they started to try to run mm-hmm. and then finally they were like we're sick of this shit yeah and uh and they st- it was like the warriors okay and they stopped and these guys came after them and they beat the shit out of these like six nice. or seven guys with the crutches yeah the whole thing the nice. whole thing that was the last time we ever heard of the 84th street gang they got beat up by a bunch of dalton boys yeah that was the end of the 84th street gang yeah mm. those were tough days in New York tough days hot times all in the city mm. Mm. all right well, all right that was good. I mean, I, I um, are, we kind of morphed from summertime into, into the eighty fourth street gang. Yeah, but they were. I mean, that, that those are memories of the of the summer. Sure, know, the hot, the New York City would smell like garbage. Yeah, Eat I was in Connecticut. It was wonderful. The ocean. Yeah, the ocean yeah, breeze, the, the salt air, the smell mm-hmm. of money. Go, wake up, go fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yachting. Yeah. We didn't do much yachting. Did you? Did you date a girl named like Muffy or anything? Do you have a summer thing? No, I was. I was in the New Haven world. I mean, that's like you're thinking of Fairfield County. I was in New Haven County. So you're still. So you claim we we go back and forth. And so you're blue collar kid. Yeah, New Haven County is 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 much more blue collar than Fairfield County. So like so like your dad is presiding over like a rough county. Uh no, I, I wouldn't say it was a rough county, but no. I mean, he's in West Haven, so. It's a suburb of New Haven. What was the main crime in uh, in in West Haven? Oh God, I don't know. Like drunk driving. I don't know. Cat in a tree. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, that's a fire firefighter. Mm-hmm. Prostitution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gambling, poker playing. Uh, I don't know. You still play poker? No, I'm never a big poker player. What was the key to your success? Um, poker smarts. face. Smarts. Okay. Smarts. You count cards or anything like that? No. You I mean, re- I, I don't. I don't play. I played. I mean, that was like, you know. Ten-year-old kids playing fucking poker. You know? Can you read bluffs? No. Could you take down Bellin no. in a game of heads-up poker? I'm sure, I could not. We should organize that. A summertime poker game? Yeah, I put it together for Fourth of July. I will. Hot but, time, summer in the city. Let me go, boom, gonna have a swimming. Come to my pool tomorrow with the kids. I'm gonna lay out all my old rafts so your kids can destroy them again, and you can buy me new ones. All right, that's fair. Enough. That's my that's my plot. I'll cook some chicken wings. Okay, and some hot dogs. Okay, all right. All right, I guess that's it for our summer episode. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to go longer, but fuck it. All right, everybody. Let's uh, imagine we're chewing some hot dogs and some ice oh, cream. Oh, yeah, we got to chew some stuff for Fourth of July. Let's chew some beer. Some, <laughs> chew some Budweiser beers chew straight out of the cooler. Beer. Yeah, here, mm-hmm. I'm going to chew this beer. That's like, that's like swallow chew. That's a swallow chew. Yeah. Like I've, I've eaten some beers in my life. Oh, me too. I mean, it gets to the point where you're full, but you're drinking. You got to chew that beer, baby. Yeah. You got to yeah. chew it down. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm, baby. Well, like at my house, it's over 100 degrees. Like, you're going to eat some beers tomorrow. I will. In the pool. Yeah. I hope everyone else has a fun pool day tomorrow. Me or too. Or beach day or whatever. Hey, listen, America, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Have a wonderful holiday. Independence Day. And thank you to all the soldiers who made that possible. There you go. There you go. 
You bring it down now, man. No, I'm bringing it up. Oh, I mean, you bring, I mean you're getting serious now. I'm always joking's over. I'm always serious when it comes to uh, patriotism sure. and uh, the people who defend our freedom. Me too. I hope they go out and party tomorrow. Yeah, get some fireworks. It's a, it's a good day to party tomorrow. Yeah, for everybody. All right, everybody. Should we end end on a joke? Tell a joke. Tell a Fourth of July oh, joke. Oh, you know what? Here's a funny one. Or maybe this isn't that funny, but Andy Ballin, my best friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is born on the Fourth of July. Really? Yeah. And uh, it was funny because his mom... So is George Steinbrenner. Did you know that? I did not know that. There you go. So is uh, Ron Kovic. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that? I did know that. Um, Bellin's mom used to tell him that the uh, fireworks in New York City were for him, for his birthday. Oh. And he believed it. Huh. And then probably around like when we were 10 years old, uh, his dad told him the truth and was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, These aren't for you. These are for everybody. Mm. And he cried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. July 4th, my favorite day in New York City, by the way, too. There you go. Because nobody's there. <laughs> Everyone leaves. Yeah. Same way in L.A., right? Yeah. That's yeah. why we'll have, we'll, I'll get over your pool earlier tomorrow. And we can do some looting while everybody's gone. <laughs> yeah, let's do some looting. Get some TV sets. Let's do it. All right. Um, Thanks, everybody. Okay, thank you, and uh, have a happy and safe holiday. Yeah. All right. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com. <laughs>